Hello, hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm fabulous. Thank you for asking. I just had a piece of cheesecake the size of my head. Oh, that sounds lovely. <laughs> it was pumpkin cheesecake, and my um, neighbor to the right made it for me. Oh, how lovely. Oh, yeah. It was how was your stuff. neighbor to the left? Um, the, the new one, the new neighbor. Yes. Yeah. Quiet. Yeah. Yeah. That's if you, if you have to have a neighbor. Yeah. You might as well have a quiet one. Yep. I've lived in this unit for a long time and for a long time, the units to both my right and left were owned by people who rented them and every had a different neighbor, you know? And yeah, that, that's, that's hard. Now we've got two. I've got two of the best neighbors ever. That works. It's taken me a while. Hey, Stevie P. Hey, guys. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? How are you guys doing? Wonderful. We're doing good. We're, we're actually waiting for two new people okay. to arrive. Yeah, so Oscar from Miami... Oscar and Lisa, from, yeah, Lisa from Riverview. Very good. Hey. hey, Oscar, how are you? Uh, good. How are you? Good. We've got four on the podcast tonight. That's fabulous. So far, so I'm going to go into a little bit of an intro. You guys okay with that? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, 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 and welcome to the Naked Onion Mystery Tours podcast, where we have real people in real time, giving real perspectives on real life. Tonight's episode is Social Norms and Stereotypes, Part 3, the Sexuality Edition. Woot! What? <laughs> I said woot, woot you know, woot. like woo-woo, you know? Yeah. The sex edition. Sex ed. Is that, is that the kind bit. of conversation we're going to have? Um, do, does anybody remember their high school <laughs> sex ed? <laughs> How I'm about you, enough, Oscar? I'm old enough to remember the very I'm, awkward <clears throat> pictures of ovaries and fallopian tubes. I never had sex ed class. Oh, boy. You lucky ducks that are younger than me very awkward and in illinois at that time we all sat in class together so it was Boys not and a, girls yeah and we was, talked about fallopian tubes and 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 uh periods and how where boys get their hair and where girls get their hair and <laughs> all i mean it was the craziest class and nobody liked it Everybody hated it. <laughs> isn't, anybody... isn't that a good thing, though? Like, now that you look back at it? Yeah, that everybody hated the class. No, no, I... that you that you were informed at, at that age of what was going on, even though it was an uncomfortable thing to talk about. Uh, you know, that is, that is a good question. But I have to tell you, um, I have three children by three different men, and I've had... <laughs> A uh, miscarriage and two abortions, all by different men. So I'm not really too sure what that sex ed class did for me, except maybe turn me on to having sex. Do, you, uh, do I think? So do you do you blame the class for like having the history that you have? Oh, not God, that it's a no. bad history. But, no. Oh, okay. But it didn't. No. No. But what did I, my question is? What did it teach me? Go out and have sex. It's lots of fun. I think at the, I think at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah, because well, you know, one thing that no. the sex ed class did teach me is that none of the controversy over sex ed in school today has to do with actual sexual education. The big issues have to do with how dare you teach. Hello? <laughs> I think that's Lisa. Oh my God. Lisa, honey, we can hear your car. 
Yeah, that's not working, dear. Huh? That was yeah. awesome, though. Just, just jump on saying. when you get home. Please be done. Yeah, I won't be. I'm, I'm on I-4. I love you guys. Okay, I'm sorry. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I think, I think the interesting thing it teaches me, if I look back at it now, is that sex ed back then had nothing really to do with empowering the people they were teaching. They certainly weren't teaching us how to prevent pregnancies or how to be responsible for our sexual health. They were teaching us, you know, the working nature of the human body in such a way that it was supposed to make us feel grossed out and embarrassed. So, well, well, I'm not sure what I'm, that did for any of us. I'm curious to know what the, what the guy's perspective on sexuality is because I, especially lately, I've been on TikTok and I hear a lot of women talking. But uh, I don't hear many men. Well, it's taboo for guys. You know that. No. You mean, what do you mean it's taboo to, to talk about? We're not supposed to talk about it. <clears throat> so many taboo subjects. <laughs> I love that. I'm kidding. It's a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. But, yeah. I mean, I, I mean... I don't know. I mean, when I'm around guys, we really don't talk about sex unless it's like, hey, look at that girl. She's really cute. Or like, look at her butt. That's nice. (laughs) That's the kind of sex talk we have. We don't talk about like, well, how do you feel when, you know, you penetrate your girlfriend or like, you know, it's not, it's not talking about what I'm talking about is sexuality. And let me give you a little refresher on what sexuality is. I don't think that happens between men. No, you're right. Really? Um, sexuality I can tell you is off the about bat. sexual feelings, thoughts, attractions, and behaviors towards other people. So you, so so it doesn't have to be verbal. Wait, but you mean? Oh, well, I mean, if if it's not verbal, yeah. Like if you if you like somebody, obviously you're gonna like. There's gonna be some kind of sexual tension between somebody. Yeah, that's obvious. Like I was talking verbally. Like let's talk about it and like. Have so, a dissertation on it. Are you saying that all of those years that we were taught that guys really do talk about it, they just save it for the locker room, doesn't really happen? You guys uh-huh. never. Not never? No, not in the way, not in the way that Kimberly phrased it. No. Okay. Right, like the, like, the feelings part of it. The feelings God, yeah. where. Guys don't have the feels about it. What do you say? Not, not unless it's like an intimate huh. moment, but like just like like you, uh, the locker room talk. Like yeah, locker room talk happens okay. all the time amongst guys. Uh, it was breaking my heart that maybe that wasn't true. Yeah, no, no, the locker room does. That's but that's like, you know, that's like little boy, like five year old stuff. Right, right. Right. Well, maybe a lot of things in the world would be solved if men would learn how to talk about their feelings part. I I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. You know, that's why that's why so many romance novels sell, because women would love to hear. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think I think if you're like very intimate and you feel something for someone, I think that does come out. But it's only at that moment where that happens. It's not like a common thing or like it's automatic all right well so here i've got this article you guys oh okay so i'm gonna read just the beginning of it it's pretty profound actually um those who believe in and seriously advocate and practice sexual freedom are and always have been a minority If there is one generalization that truly applies to the majority of men and women in all civilizations everywhere, it is that they fear sexual freedom more than anything else, more than death itself, even this is the crucial, um, this is the crucial mystery of human nature. And quite properly, it has been the area of most intense investigation by deep psychologists from Freud, Reich, to Marcuse, and Brown. Have you ever heard of that before? 
So, yes, I have, to be honest with you. We do, in the military, you have to really, especially as you get a little bit higher up in rank and you're actually, you know, what they consider a leader of men or women and women, you really have to get deep into the psychology of how to lead young men and women through war. And one of the really interesting topics that you talk about at a play, at, you know, when you're an NCO and you go to NCO school is about the idea of why for so many years war has been thought of decades, eons, no place for women. Do you know what I mean? And the psychology of it is the sexual part of it, where that def different differentiation for men about who do, what do I do? Do I take care of myself? Do I take care of this fallen comrade or do I take care of that woman? And so I, you know, it's interesting to me that you would bring up the topic of the psychology of it all, Kim, because I really think that human beings are the only species on earth that care about what the guy next door is doing in his cave. Who he's yeah. with, who he's touching, who he loves, who she likes to lick, who they clean, you know, who <laughs> We are the only, only on, on the planet that care. Now, the odd thing is, are there animal kingdom, you know, species that that oddity is where where here here's the thing the point is it's like and and i heard this earlier is that if we're not in fear then we're we're uncontrollable and yes. i read this in this article too yeah. it says that what reason would he himself give for the irrational taboos to which he submits and tries to inflict upon others. The answer is truism, sexual freedom. The man in the street will tell you leads to anarchy and the collapse of order. Yeah, because God, how dare. I mean, look at Texas right now with their archaic bounty hunter anti-abortion law. That has nothing to do with the right to life. All these kind of laws have to do is with women not having sanction over their own body. And since we can't stop them from having sex, we're sure as hell going to make sure they're punished for it. Well, so, I want to I wanna take it to the sexuality part, right, no, part of it. No, that I am going to then, and, but that is about sexuality. We, you said fear and control. How do we control people if they're not in fear? And that's the whole idea behind the a whole anti-abortion mm -hmm. movement. It's not about women having sanction over their body it's about murder no it's not sanction over well, my body that's a whole another podcast sanction over my body is about sexual freedom though if you don't have sanction over your body how do you have sexual freedom and so that, right those kind of <clears throat> are part of the problem in our society what were you saying, Oscar? I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, I was no. just, I was just chiming in that I agree with what she's saying. Yeah, if we, if you cannot have sanction over it's, your, it's body, one, one, it's one without the other. Like you know, exactly. once you've taken something away, like it's that's not freedom. That's not right. You know, right. And my sexual expression has always been, how dare anybody have a cross eye about what I choose to do with my body. When I was a young Marine in Japan, um, if it wasn't for the fact that my stories might incriminate others, huh. <laughs> what goes on in debts, you know, when you're on deployment as a young Marine, what, what you do when you're on deployment stays on deployment. The, the, your fellow Marines would die before they would tell anybody <laughs> what you might have done. <laughs> well, so what I, I am actually trying to kind of encompass the whole uh, podcast around is how much sexuality has changed from the time you were a little girl mm -hmm. to when I was a little girl, when Stevie was a boy, 
right. when Oscar was a boy, we've all lived such different lives, and yet we have to facilitate through one another, and we have to, we all want a partner, we all want to be with somebody, we want to identify with someone, but with all these fears, and I go back to the fears, is that, think about your first date. Mine, I was just terrified, you know? I was like, oh my God, this person is going to find out everything that I've ever been through. Why would they want to be with a person like me, you know? And now you imagine it's like we've got gay, lesbian, bi, transgender, you know? Well, we've always had we've always had that, but it's just now right. in the open. It's just now right. in the open now. It's very you know right. nonchalant. But but you know the truth of the matter is, no matter how we label ourselves, whether we label ourselves as straight or bi- non-binary, whatever the label is, there's still only two types of us. There's only the X chromosome and the Y chromosome. That's it. True. True. And there's only so many holes placed on so many bodies and so many things that can go in so many holes and so many bodies. You sound like you're in a tunnel. Are you away from the from the no, microphone? I'm right. That's my phone. But I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I agree with Oscar. Sex hasn't really changed. I think what has changed was like in the 1960s with the sexual revolution and the civil rights march and women's liberties and, you know, all those things. You need to move, Netta, because it sounds like you're in a tunnel. Honey, I'm in the same place I was when I started. I haven't moved out of my house in the same room. I mean, there's not that many places. You know my house. There's not that many places to go. Okay. If, I'm, if it's bad, I'll I'll sign off because I don't want to disrupt the rest of the pod. It's it got better at the end, but yeah. Are you guys? Can you hear me? It's bad. Okay. <laughs> I'm, nope. You that's can a call problem. back. Connect back. I'll I will see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. So. I'm I'm trying to say, Oscar, is Steve still on the line? No, I think she left. No, Steve. Oh, Steve? Oh, yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. Um, okay, so what I was trying to say was that um, the transition of sexuality and what it means to each individual has transitioned so much from the fear from when we were really little mm-hmm. to now, it's like kin- kids are just coming yeah, it's, out. Yeah, it's it's super open. Like it's it's safe. It's what it is. It's for people that like don't like uh, like if somebody likes the opposite sex, it wasn't safe before. It was like a very taboo thing. Now it's like I'm okay. Like society's okay. Like I'm not gonna be frowned upon. My family won't disown me. Like it's easy now for them, which is good. It's a good thing. Well, yeah, yeah, and then now there's so much support on like TikTok and Facebook. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you definitely have a society that's like it's okay. It's not. It's not a big deal. Like you know, before when we were young, like if you knew somebody that was gay, it's like oh my gosh, that guy's gay. Now, like now, it's like uh, yeah, that's okay. Like my best friend's gay, so no big deal. Well, the one thing about Steve. Is that he and you? It, uh, you don't meet too many men that don't discriminate. Yeah, I think it's a hard thing to. You have to overcome that. You have to like come to terms with. And I think it's a sexual thing, like we were talking about before. It's a sexual evolution. Like, are you going to be part of it, or are you going to go against it? Like. And it's at the end of the day, like they put the, their pants on the same way I do. They look exactly how I do. And it's just they have a different sexual attraction. And you can't, it's not like they meant to have that that way or something happened to them. It's just that's the way they're built and that's what they like, you know? Right. Right. Well, the one thing that I 
I have a rainbow tattooed on my arm. I wear um, like a rainbow ribbon around my neck. Mm-hmm. And it's because I'm a big advocate. I told my husband, I was like, yeah, we're all a little bit gay. You know? Yeah, I think it's true. Yeah. we're and Gay doesn't mean full-blown kissing no. another human being. It just means that you can respect yeah. and a beautiful person yeah. and appreciate them for who they are and not get pissed off about it. Who does yeah. that, right? Like... Why would you be angry at someone if they're feeling their best self? I think it's people that that can't relate and people that can't relate typically have that part of their mind turned off. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they really understood it, they'd be okay with it. I mean, because, but again, that's just a lack of compassion, you know, I think. You know what? Compassion, don't you believe that that's something that people learn? And if you're not open-minded? For sure. Without a doubt. I mean, you know, I mean, unless you're like around that since you were young, you're going to have to come in at a moment where you come across it and you're going to have to be like, am I going to be compassionate for it? Or am I going to learn to understand this? Or am I going to go against it and belittle it? Yeah, I'm just wondering what makes a person like that. Uh, I mean, I think environment. I think environment's the main thing because if you uh, you have a good environment or an open environment, you're gonna be understanding and and like people that are not that are different from you versus like somebody that does. Typically, people don't like things that don't that aren't like them. So. Well, I can tell you, when I was a little girl in high school, I used to hang out with, I don't know why, I hung out with all the people that were considered weird, and they had right. tattoos. I was the same way. Their art. Yeah, and I just appreciated their viewpoint of life. They didn't care that my clothes, maybe I wore my dad's shirts to school with my grandmother's brooch at the you know at the neck right like almost a bolo type situation with Mm -hmm. a long tight black skirt and black boots they were Mm -hmm. actually white boots that i bought on sale that i took shoe polish and colored black Hmm. that's cool yeah i mean yeah but i mean you, you were lucky enough to have a crowd that you were able to express and hang around and talk about those things i mean let's think about the person that lives in i don't know newport ritchie in the 80s you know there they probably didn't have that experience oh my god newport ritchie in the 80s (laughs) exactly can you hear me no i couldn't hear you have you been talking all this time uh no but i tried a couple of times and it seemed like nobody could hear me, so yeah, oh. nobody. No, we couldn't hear you. We thought you All left. Right. Yeah, no, I my something going on with my mic. I think something's going on with Netta's mic too. That's too bad okay. she's gonna come back. Yeah, I wish she would. But uh... well, sometimes those. I just wanted to say, you know, yeah, in one sense, it's great. You know, you have this group of people that you can connect with, but. I mean, how emotionally intelligent is that group? You know, that's, I mean, that's so true. it's not just with with her situation, but like you were asking about the men, you know, yeah, men in groups do not promote intel, yeah. you know, emotional intelligence. It's no, not about being open no, and not at all. You know, their intimacy and it's feelings. the most common denominator kind of. Thing. It's about the dick. And the pussy, and <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and that's yeah. that's about it. And even though a lot of men may have those feelings, growing up, there's this constant pressure to, you know, protect your ego. So why would you open up and be, you know, 
free to talk about these these feelings when every other man would make fun of you for it or right. belittle you or tell you you're a pansy or you know what I'm saying? So, you know, in, in this and today, I think it's different because the people our age that are raising kids, you know, we want to be open with our kids. We want our kids to express themselves and have those freedoms. And the right. downside is that you see a lot of these 12 year olds and 13 and 14 year old girls showing their midriffs, dancing around on, you know, TikTok and whatever. And it's like, it just, I don't think there's a whole lot of education going on. I never went to, I never had sex ed. I learned about sex from, like magazines and you know just accidentally yeah porn finding the information I agree. yeah I, exactly. no i went to the library library was like my best friend for that like my parents never talked to me about that i went to the library and like if i wanted to find out about something i would hear about it at school and i went and looked it up and i was educated about it you know right and you're well, you're unique sense. too because you know again a lot a lot if you look at the bell curve most of the kids in the middle they they don't go find the information. They just take what comes to them. Right. So that information may be faulty. It may be, you know, convoluted. It could be erroneous. I mean, you just never know. So I just feel like there's a big disconnect, you know, and, and like you were saying earlier about uh, governments, you know, mandating, uh, you know, that abortions are, quote unquote illegal you know that has nothing to do with sexuality that has to do with control that has to do with uh, a set of people who feel like their morals should be practiced by everybody right. we all know about texas you know yeah. they're god-fearing state and god forbid you don't go to church or you're an atheist mm -hmm. Right, and, and, and that's out, what Netta you know. was saying. Yeah, yeah. I think that you know what you're getting at, as far as sexual freedom, but not necessarily about the laws and that kind of thing. It's about people and how they express themselves sexually. Mm -hmm. Is that what you meant? Yeah, like back when my mom. And they are from, like, my mom was from New York and my dad was from Texas. And they would talk about the hippies like they were the most disgusting people on the planet. Right? And I never really thought about it until I started getting, getting older, becoming more educated, understanding what hippies actually were, which, you know... By today's standards, I would be considered a hippie. <laughs> yeah, you're a total hippie. Yeah, definitely so, liberal. Definitely yeah. liberal. Yeah, and and my parents, I don't know, were so very conservative, and everything they tried to have me. My mom didn't want me to smoke, but she smoked. Okay, my my parents talked to each other like they were shit on the daily. But yet I was supposed to act like a good girl, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So I looked at their behavior as, man, they've got some serious issues. They right. were both acting. They like, were both do as I say, not as I do. Right. Mm -hmm. Which and, is, and you can't operate like that. No. Not with kids. And it's it, not it effective. Was, it was no. all an act, though. You see what I mean? Being authentic to yourself, and that's the only thing I was trying to t tell Netta. It's like, yes, I understand the law of it and what's, what's happening with women's health and all this other stuff. But are we watching how people are becoming authentic earlier and earlier and earlier and, like, becoming more emotional intelligent, emotionally intelligent? Like, I, I came across a girl who was 16 years old on TikTok talking about her her toxic mother, her narcissistic mother. And what did she have to say? Like, she was just saying that she was just displeased with her? Well, she, no, she was more aware of it than I was at 16. I mean, mm. her mom, I guess, she, she moved out, moved away from her mother, and... Um, 
her but yeah, mom you, is but you have to understand like those things are brought up like that word toxic like being referred to as a person is like i think a new thing within the last 10 years right you know versus back then when we were growing up like you wouldn't even think about that you wouldn't even be like right. oh my mom's just like oh my mom likes to complain or like my mom's like this like that's just mom yeah that's just yeah mom. exactly right not my you mom know? is a raging narcissist with right exactly you know control and <laughs> envy that's, problems <laughs> that's like four years of therapy when you right. find out like narcissist is like what it is you know it's not that's not how it was I mean, I, that's in my experience. I don't know no, if anybody else right. is, you know. No, that's true. It's true. I wouldn't have even known. And um, it, I wouldn't have even known my mom was as bad as she was. I mean, I, I was telling myself in my mind that she was because she she was so sick, right? And she smoked filterless palm malls. Oof. And I'm telling her, I'm like, hey, you don't eat right. You don't, you don't do this right. You don't do that right. And that's how it comes out. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're the mother now. You switched right. roles. But yeah, so. Well, you were trying to help her. Out. You weren't, you know, you're being a, you know, a loving daughter that was trying to do the best for their parent, the parent, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. You know, but at the same time, you know, like to actually know what those, you know, toxic and narcissist and, you know, maybe it was better. You didn't know. Who knows? Right. I think it was better. Yeah. Because I feel like these kids like like to throw these words around and it's like, yeah, you know, know what they mean. Exactly. Yeah. And maybe maybe they are true. Maybe they are narcissists. Maybe they are toxic. But, you know, I don't know. Could be, I mean, I don't know. That's a slippery slope right there. Yeah, it is a slippery slope. But but I guess basically what I, I'm trying to say is that we are transitioning. If you look at the food we eat, mm-hmm. and not everybody can eat organic, okay? Look at Bruce Jenner. Look at Bruce Jenner. Mm-hmm. He waited till he was 70 to become who he knew he was probably in 1962. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's when he felt safest that he felt like he could do it. Right. Which is, is that a, I mean, to me, that's a bad thing, you know? I mean, to, to not be your. To wait that long? Yeah. Yeah. To, to, to not have be your had true, to wait that long. Yeah. To yeah. not be your true self and be like, you know, from what I understood, these people, like, they feel like they're pent up. Nobody understands them. They're like, you know, a lot of these people commit suicide because nobody gets them. Yeah, so. could you imagine him doing that 20 years ago? Right. Well, exactly. He would have been... Yeah, he would have been ostracized. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, I think it's a good thing he did it. At least he gets to live his last years, you know, hopefully lives a long time to enjoy who he really is. Yeah, I, you know, and I've seen him all my life, and yeah, we know whatever. Like, I mean, we, I he's on he's the Wheaties more boxes. vibrant and alive. He seems like he is like being his best self now. You know, true Her to himself. Best self. W- whatever, you get my point, right? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do. and you can I'm take your pronouns and shove them up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> if you're offended, if you look like a dude, and I call you him, you can't get mad at me. You can't get mad at me. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's a, well, society right now is kind of like right. It's very. Yeah. Well, they. No, but I get what you're saying. You I get know. what you're saying. Yeah. Right. No apologies. No, no, no offense no. intended. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or do that. That's the thing. You know. That's the thing. That's the thing too. It's like the it's it's the intention behind it. Now I'm a nurse. And there are some times when I, I miss the mark on the pronouns. Well, because you don't come, you don't come from the, like what's going on now. You come from like when we were growing up, like you saw, you know, you see a woman, you're like her, you see a man and him, you know, like, sir, man. Sometimes you just don't know, you know, Yeah, it's you look at somebody that seems like they might be trans 
but you're like, whoa, you know, I don't want to offend this dude by calling him a her. Right. You know, it's like, what the fuck do you do sometimes? It's a very tricky thing right now. Shut your fucking mouth. And I feel like. That's what I do. That's one way to go. Or you can just be you and, you know. Make the mistake. Yeah. And if if they're as truly woke and understanding as they are. Right. That's the thing. They'll give you a correction. Right. You know, and they won't get bent about it. You know, they won't put you on social media, you know, because you you called them the wrong pronoun. You know, if I I come at you and start arguing, you know, and giving you political, you know, politicizing it and stuff. And yeah, okay, I'm the asshole. Right. But I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just a guy trying to... I love that. You know? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm just a guy. I don't, I don't know if they see it that way. They're, no, they're, they probably they're very, don't. They're very militant and hardcore. They, they can be, yeah. And, and, yeah. and I, can, I feel them, you know. They have a voice now. They want to use it. Right. And I, I commend that. But there's, there truly is 48% of the population wants them to just shut the fuck up. Go hide yeah. in a cave. Well, you know? I mean, again, what what part of the population is it? Is it like? Oh, you know? well, we all know what part. Yeah. It is. Okay. You know? Yeah. There, I think they're out in the open now too. Yeah. You know, which is a blessing in disguise because at least you can see it. At least right. they're they're letting you know who they mm-hmm. are and how they feel about it. Right. Yeah. So you can make informed decisions. Do I actually want to associate with this person? You don't find out five years five years later that they're a closet bigot and homophobe, you know, mm-hmm. they're out in the open right now. They yeah. carry around a yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll, t-shirt saying just I'm, like, I'm stupid. Just like you want to be trans. They're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I want to be a bigot. Yeah. No, it's true. I do. I see it. I have actually a small group of Republican friends that I hang out with that are not like that at all. At least with you. Yeah. Well, I've never seen Who knows it. what they're like? Well, of course, because they know that you're a liberal. But No, they didn't not until like 2 weeks ago. Well, they, they I'm not saying there aren't decent Republicans out there. But it's few and far between. Yeah. Hard to find um a conservative that does not prescribe to the hate and fear and the, you know, because that's yeah. what they are. That if you boil it down, it's being Republican means that you're a conservative, that you go to church and that you, you know, you believe that business should not be regulated, things like that. That's what makes you a Republican. Yeah. You know, so conservatism has gotten folded into that. And you've got all these right wing, you know, falling in, in that conservative camp, giving them a bad name. So it's hard. It's like liberals. You know, I don't necessarily like Joe Biden. I don't think he necessarily is the best president you know he's very old and having a hard time communicating but you know he represents most most of what you believe in for the most part yeah Yeah. not everything but but like yeah like i mean majority well the sexuality part which is what we're talking about so (laughs) right And, (laughs) and unfortunately that camp feels like they need to dictate how people behave sexually and isn't that weird i mean think about it i don't i don't even want to know what my neighbor is doing sexually okay Mm -hmm. much less dictate to them how they're going to do it and how ballsy is that to think you have that kind of control over another human being's body now i'll tell you what Oscar, we're building a bus, Stevie mm-hmm. P and I. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I want to live in the middle of nowhere because I don't want to know what anybody's doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, part of me says that that's a great thing, but at the same time, like, um, I think part of the the other part is contributing to society is knowing like what is going on. So, I guess that's a, you know, uh, a choice you well, make you, on whether it won't be disconnected. You know, okay. completely. We'll just be able. Well, to, it's, it, that's you know, what it sounds like. It's like no, it, it's just, <laughs> you know, living up on top of a bunch of other people. It's kind of hard. No, I know, I agree. I mean, I don't see how freedom. people live in suburbs and like where everybody knows everybody's business. You know, it's uh, yeah, or small towns that like know everything what's going on. That's 
that's I guess it's somebody's choice that they want to live that style. But yeah, I I understand why you guys want your privacy. I mean, I've lived in the city almost all my life, you know, and it's hard to it's hard to be able to to you know we're accepting people, you know we're open. Mm -hmm. We don't we don't want to to manage your life. But the problem is, is we're surrounded by a bunch of other people that want to manage ours. Correct. You know? No, I, it's, I, it's, yeah, yeah, it's like, we, we love the world, you know? There's a lot of good and fun and joy and beauty in it. But it's just like, sometimes it feels like there are so many derogatory voices screaming in our ears. <laughs> it's like, enough is enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of it has to come with technology. Like, technology sure. now is like, you know, everybody's given a voice yeah you know like right here like think like think about think about like in the 80s we're in the 90s when we were growing up like we would never have anything like that teenagers have access to this now and so their opinion like goes across the world if yeah, whoever's yeah. like picking it up so right. you got internet yeah yeah everybody's got I mean, internet it's like you know the can with a string going everywhere not just like across the house you know right do you know how many millionaires there are under the age of 20? Oh, yeah. No. A lot. Oh. <laughs> I'm looking it up. I mean, there's a bunch now. Just from investment from Bitcoin, you know, or like... 20 years ago, there weren't any millionaires under 20. Unless yeah. you inherited it from your rich father. Right, exactly. That's most of <clears> it <throat> came from. What percent of 20-year-olds are millionaires? Uh, would they're have the to top say like one percent one percent yeah 145 million dollars yeah there's thousands of them i'm sure yeah. you know i mean any anybody that has that kind of money and has no knowledge of who they are is definitely in trouble <laughs> Could yeah. Be. yeah Could be. yeah i mean Think about it. Like, if you were a millionaire at 20, you wouldn't be alive to. I, I mean, I, I know I wouldn't be alive at 30. Yeah, who knows? I mean, unless you had somebody, like, some kind of person to mentor you and say, like, hey, sure. or, like, mentoring your money or, like, Parents? you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But, I yeah, mean, I mean. But if I had $20 and, I mean, a million dollars and it's, like, going crazy at 20. Yeah, you know, okay, so story time. So when I moved back to Tampa, I, I would, I dated, um, I dated, I dated this guy and he had a lot of money at one point in his life. Mm-hmm. He ended up asking me out. We were at side splitters. He asked me out. I was like, sure, why not? Um, and I can't remember where he took me. He took me to Ebor, of course. And I guess he managed a restaurant there and, um, he took me to eat. Well, everything was free mm-hmm. as he sat down and he told me he only made $345 a week at this job. Mm-hmm. And he worked over 60 hours a week and it was his cousin's restaurant and, what restaurant was it? Um, is it still open? It is. It was right on Seventh Avenue, I want to say in Centro Ebor. Um, it was a two-story restaurant at one point. Oh, this is it. The steakhouse. Yeah. The old building. Yep. Yeah, the old building in Ebor City. Uh, yeah. And I mean, red flags, red flags, right? So he's telling me all of this. Well, he's like, do you want to go back to my house? I said, okay. So we go back to his house. I'm not thinking much of it. He shows me his room. Mm -hmm. His room has all of his jeans from the 90s because he got his trust fund apparently and spent it all on coke and hookers. Told me this freely. Jeans. So you kept Ricci jeans. <laughs> right. You know? I'm like, why would you tell me this? I mean, this is obviously we're not ever going to talk yeah. again. Tw- 20 and money, that's not a good mix. It's not. 
it's I'm glad not... I was poor when I was 20. <laughs> oh my God, me too. And because I would have regretted it so badly if I had had $26 million and blew it all. Holy How do you blow it shit. all? No. How do you and do then, that? I don't know. He had a Mercedes that he paid he- cash for. And he said that was the last thing that he bought with his money. He ended up taking his boss. I couldn't understand why there were spider cracks in the windshield. (laughs) (laughs) And like the driver's side, he would always park. I would never see the driver's side. And then I was leaving the house because I said, hey, I got to go. I'm really tired. Can't stay anymore. And uh, I'm walking outside to see the driver's side. Because when you're walking into the house, you don't look back to see the driver's side. The driver's side of his Mercedes was scraped up like it had driven, you know, on the... On a wall? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, Oh, my God. Do you know, like, with a million dollars in a right IRA investment, you're set for life? Yes. Pretty much. You, yeah, you, you can you live within you can, your means. Yeah. Like if you live like everyday person. Yes. I do know. You this. wouldn't have to work. You would live off the interest. So yeah, that guy's a fucking idiot. Sorry. No, that's okay. I mean, <laughs> it took me a minute because, I mean, you know. It's just kind of insulting for the rest of the, like a third world country, like for somebody to do that, to just, that's, insult- right. that's just insulting. Yeah. Just that's blow just, it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think in another country, he'd probably be shot. He would be but, shot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I, well, no. He, he was very insecure, and he wanted somebody to, like, hold his hand and take care of him. And I, no, I saw that coming. Uh-uh, <laughs> no. I, I cannot Poor guy. pay for your designer <laughs> jeans. No. No, thank you. Uh, yeah. He was a Stevia daddy. <laughs> Not quite a sugar daddy because he didn't have no yeah, sugar. Stevia. Right. His sugar right. ran out. <laughs> he had no sugar left. No. Oh, I, I feel bad, you know, because he, you see there's like this whole... Um, <clears throat> It's still kind of a, a, a way of life where people believe, I've seen video after video, that they believe it's an exchange of energy, right? So the relationship, uh, not all the time, you guys, because I know you two aren't like that, but um, the man wants to know what he's getting for all of his efforts. You know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah. what are you going to give me? I think I think that comes from uh, upbringing. That's a cultural thing. I think it's like like sometimes sure that kid was sat down by his dad's like yeah you should know what you're getting into and like what we're gonna get out of the relationship like I mean anybody with experience is gonna know or a couple dated somebody a couple times is like that doesn't work that way you know at least I think so or that's anybody my with any emotional intelligence right. Exactly. Figure that out. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people don't have compassion and emotional intelligence to decipher things like that. So, who knows? People could live their whole life like that and want something, want a return on their investment, I guess. I'm putting the time in. I'm taking you out to a restaurant. What do I get? Oh, I guess well, that's you what know you're meaning. that happens. You know that Oh, happens. yeah. No, I know that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's just, just a lack of understanding and compassion and empathy yeah yeah empathy and not understanding like that's not how things work so my neighbor is with a new company that puts together families literally billionaire families gets their house in order tip-top shape from from stem to stern from packing clothes putting them in storage and moving new clothes in taking their pantry, breaking it down, anything Mm -hmm. that's out of date gets donated and they put all new groceries in the refrigerator and the pantry. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's the kind of money 
that in my lifetime at this moment, I have never seen this kind of money in my life. Yeah, no. It's it's crazy what like uh, what kind of money is going around. I mean, in my business every day, like uh, people are just throwing out cash to open up restaurants or do some kind of design. Like it's just absurd what these people what, what kind of money these people have. Yeah, yeah, and then here we are breaking our back for it. Yeah, I mean, but that, I wonder I think... how truly happy those people are. That's that. That's that's, that's a good the question. other thing. So well, do they even the know that the they're unhappy there, because there was an exchange? Um, I won't give names or anything like that. But even in my lifetime, I've seen a hockey player treat his wife like uh, he owned her. Yeah, you that's... know, you're you're to have my children, the whores, or for me to have sex with. That's going back to the mentality of what we were just talking about. Like, that's just the lack of, like, understanding. He's obviously has not, he has no compassion. He was probably from another country, too. He was from Russia. There you go. (laughs) Well, over there, you know, there's no feminism. Feminism is still not really, like, caught on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just go back to the kitchen. And and she probably signed on for that, you know? She probably knew what she was getting into. But she made that trade, you know, yeah. for I won't have to worry about money ever again. Exactly. But I'm going to have to exactly. be submissive. You know, yeah. This bad behavior. It's really, I mean, the, I won't tell you what hockey player, but oh. Jesus, talk about. I'm going to look up every Russian behavior. hockey player. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah, yeah there's <laughs> a lot. There are so many. And he was in Tampa in. I want to say 2007, so you can look there. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to give any names. No, yeah, exactly. Not giving exactly. any names. Birth date is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but oh like, my God. I think what CV was saying, like, yes, I think some women know the trade that they'll be taken care of, but at the same time, they will be treated like a second class or third class citizen. Yeah, but then you have. Um, Pacquiao, Pacquiao, you know, the boxer. Yeah, the Filipino boxer, yeah. His wife is his everything, everything. Like, his manager, she takes care of, like, the money, she manages him, the kids. I mean, I think if you know the real, like, use of having a a good partner, obviously he trusts his partner, and, you know, she's good for him. Yeah, that's just indicative of the range of yeah. and the complexities of human relationships. Yeah. You know, you have two homeless people that get together and are happy together, you know, exactly. at whatever level, <laughs> you know, but they're homeless. But, you know, you have rich people. It's a trust. Everything in the world, but are with somebody that they can't stand. Well, you right. know, it's like. It, it runs the gamut, you know? Yeah. Like, um, Ellen DeGeneres and her partner. I don't know them. Oh, I know Ellen. And, I know, I know both of them, but what about them? That they're a good team is what you're saying? Yeah. Like that's what cohesiveness looks like. I or... mean, <clears throat> I think marriage or, you know, partnership or relationship is being in a team, finding a common denominator and a goal that you want to reach and move forward with that. And then, like, if somebody has a goal that you don't necessarily want to do, but you support them and help them do it and vice versa. And enjoying the journey. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Learning, Learning that comes with time and experience. It's not something right off the bat you learn. I mean. You got to be invested about that. in yourself, you know, you yeah. have to want that, you know, yeah. you, you don't just like kind of stumble upon that kind of balance, you know, you no. have to work for it. No. Yeah. And know, know what you want. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, sexuality is one of those things that I used to use it as a weapon with my parents. So how would you do that? Well, because. 
time I wanted to, because they're conservatives, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't, <clears throat> I don't have an issue with uh, when I say everybody's a little bit gay. I mean me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I would tell my mom if she didn't like something I did, or you know, she's just getting in my face about something. Mm-hmm. I'd look at her and tell her, I've got to tell you something. <laughs> I've got to tell you something really serious right now. And she'd say, okay, what is it? I'd look her straight in the face and say, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> and just watch the pain. That, so you just, you, you just like to torture that. Enjoyment. Yes. I did. She, I did. A bit of a masochist. A bit of a torture freak. I did, and I said, and how do you feel about that? Kimberly, you better not be. <laughs> That's what she'd tell me. I never hear her laugh the loudest unless somebody's uncomfortable. <laughs> exactly, yes. She gets the most joy out of that. Cringe. Oh, I, used to, I used to bring up anal on a regular basis. You still do. <laughs> the right crowd. That's a, yeah, that's exactly. a good laugh. Oh, yeah. That's a good oh, laugh. Yeah. That's a, like a nuclear bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that will change everybody's attitude. Yeah. Well, here's the other worse. thing. No, I think, I think we should talk about sodomy for a minute. Okay. Because it used to be very illegal. How it you still can is impose... in some states. Yeah, it still is in some states. Yeah. But that's archaic because... People are practicing it left and right. How are you well, going to they're, they're control since, that? You know. Since the early 1900s? Since I the think, 1600s? I think before then. I think before like, Christ the Greeks was born. used to do it. Yes. Yeah. The Greeks, would, the Greeks had special tables, and it wasn't even a gay thing. It was about... No, it's a friendship thing. Greek, yeah. Greek men with men was... The sexual things that happened was a friendship thing. It wasn't even like a relationship. It's like showing them like, like, hey, I like you. Let's do this. It's kind of like now. People don't understand that straight guys are, they have sex with one another. It's not gay. Sure. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) It's a little twisted, but. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I mean, if you want to call yourself a Greek, yeah, go ahead, but. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I think anybody that does that, I think you you like it. So therefore, have at it. There you go. You were you wouldn't get in the way of somebody in their sodomy, right? No, not at all. I mean, just don't do no it. No judgment. No, I won't judge. No judgment. Just don't touch well... my butthole. <laughs> what did you just say? Just don't touch my butthole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, who was that? That's my dog. Sorry. Okay, no problem. I've got one here too, and I've been ignoring him for the past uh, 15 minutes. And Netta says she wished she could have been here, and she's sorry about her phone technically. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. Next time. That, that and Lisa. Next time. Absolutely. So I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves and talking about um, social did, norms and stereotypes. Did we even even come close to talking about what we're supposed to talk about? Well, yeah. I think we we touched base on it a little bit. It was mostly the sexuality thing, not the political thing. Right. You know, the biggest point I was trying to make is that it's transitioned from being a crime to being about love. I mean, at least that's the direction we're trying to go in. Right, which is positive. Yeah. Whereas before it was like, um, I think when my dad was growing up in Texas, if you were a gay man, they lynched you and hung you. You know? Yeah, that's very true. You couldn't even outwardly express your affection for a neighbor. Like, just randomly saying, hey, I love that guy. Right. Because of the fear. And now, 
You've got all the eyes of the world on you. Go ahead. Yeah. So most people are compassionate when it comes to, I really, even the Republicans I know, that's, they don't care. That's not their business. It's not something they, they're more interested in keeping their money intact, which I totally understand. Right. So, um, yeah, there's that. (laughs) Well, that's cool. Yeah. So if we do a, do a part do two to the sexuality thing, I'll let you guys know. Okay. And uh, with this being a remote process, um, I don't always have control over the individual's microphone. So mm-hmm. there's that. Woo, woo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was agreeing. Yeah. Is that a girl or a boy? Uh, a girl. What's her name again? Pacha. Pacha. Yeah. Tell Pacha we said hi. I will. Okay. Well, thank you for joining Naked Onion Mystery Tours podcast. Please tune in in the next two weeks and we'll have a part two. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Enjoy Bye. Your night. Bye.